Today on the podcast, we are talking about healthcare in AI. One of my favorite topics, as you know, I love finding different ways that AI is helping to revolutionize healthcare for uh, drug discovery, for you know, identifying tumors, all sorts of really interesting things. So there's two big stories that I want to talk about today. So without further ado, let's jump into them. The first story I want to talk about is a report that came out of the Wall Street Journal recently that said that Google's medical AI chatbot is already being tested in hospitals. So the Mayo Clinic has actually reportedly been testing the system since April. And this is Google's um, MedPalm 2. So essentially, this is an AI tool that was specifically designed to answer questions and give you know responses around medical information. So this is something that's been tested. I, I believe we've covered um, you know AI and, and the Mayo Clinic in the past because they've been working on this for a little bit. Um, but essentially, this is going to be tested in, for research in, with the Mayo Clinic in hospitals and something that's been going on since April. Um, but the, the Med Palm 2 is a variant of Palm 2. So Palm 2 is what uh, Google is currently using for Google Bard. But they've created a medical version, which uh, was announced at Google I.O. back in May of this year. So Palm 2 is... Um, you know, kind of the specific general one that everyone uses when you're using BARD. And then now this is the specific one. And I think this is actually really interesting because we had research out of Stanford um, earlier this year that essentially they were able to create a PubMed GPT where they took all the publicly, publicly available medical journals and they created a, a GPT model based off of them. And it was pretty good at answering medical questions, but they said if you wanted to make this thing even better, you'd go more specific and you'd make a heart, um, you know, like a... Uh, like a heart disease GPT and a breast cancer GPT, et cetera, just based off of data from that specifically. So kind of kind of taking that same model, it looks like Google has done the same thing. And of course, Google's is still fairly generic. Um, they're not going quite down so granular, but um, you know, Google is taking that same sort of approach where they have their general Palm 2, and then they're going down to a Med Palm 2 specifically for medical information. So I think that's a uh, I think this is really interesting, and this all kind of comes from a report. Um, well, the, the information this is being integrated comes from a report of an internal email um, Wall Street Journal saw, where it, you know, Google essentially believes that its updated model can be particularly helpful in countries with "quote unquote" more limited access to doctors. Um, and the Palm Med Two is actually trained on a curated set of medical expert um, demonstrations which Google believes is actually going to make this better at healthier conversations than the general chatbot um, on Bard, Bing, ChatGPT, etc. So literally the exact same thing that the researchers at Stanford were saying. So that makes perfect sense. Um, in the paper, it also mentions um, research Google has made public back in May um, that kind of showed that MedPalm 2 still has issues with accuracy. It still, you know, technically can hallucinate or um, make things up. But what's really interested in that, interesting with that, I mean, this is an issue, obviously, industry-wide with all large language models. But in the study they did on that, um, a bunch of physicians found more inaccuracies and irrelevant information in answers provided by Google's MedPalm and um, MedPalm 2 than those of other doctors. So, you know, that's obviously not a, a great sign if, if you know, MedPalm and MedPalm 2 are making more more mistakes than doctors. Because I think that's another thing that's important to remember is just the fact that, um, you know, people are like, oh, you know, ChatGPT is not perfect. X, Y, and Z AI model is not perfect. But neither is like advice you'd get from a human. You'd like to have that perfect. You'd like to have, um, we'd like to lower those inaccuracies. But that also does happen in real life. And so it's very, very hard to get 100% perfection, which is still the goal with these AI models. So I, I think that's something noble to push towards but 
What's interesting is while it did have some inaccuracies compared to doctors in almost every other metric, um, for example, you know, showing evidence of reasoning, um, conscientious supported answers, or also showing, you know, no sign of incorrect comprehension, MedPalm 2 performed more or less as well as an actual doctor. So there was a number of areas that actually outperformed doctors. And the Wall Street Journal actually reported um, customers testing this will have the ability to control their data, which is going to be encrypted and Google's not going to have access to it. So this makes, you know, perfect sense. You want to be HIPAA compliant. Um, there's obviously a lot of compliant issues. There's a lot of privacy issues around medical information. So having that encrypted, having that owned by the, um, you know, the, the healthcare provider makes perfect sense. You don't want that sent over to Google servers. And it looks like, you know, Google, who typically, um, I, I would say in most industries, wouldn't want to do that. I think they understand the need here and they're willing to make that play. So according to some Google senior researchers, um, specifically uh, the Google senior research director, Greg Corand, um, he said that Palm or MedPalm 2 is still in its early stages. And he says that while he wouldn't necessarily want this to be part of his own family's quote unquote healthcare journey, he believes that it um, quote unquote takes the place in healthcare where AI can be beneficial and expand them by tenfold. So what's really interesting there is the fact that one of the key researchers on this is saying like, look, I wouldn't use this for my own family, but uh, it does a lot of things. And I think there is definitely ethical issues and considerations around this. Um, one thing in particular to to focus on is the fact that perhaps this is useful in countries where they don't have access to doctors. And then you got to say like, okay, well, what's the difference between that and perhaps um, searching on Google? And so there's all sorts of different questions there. But I do think it's something to bring up and is something we're going to have to continue to grapple with. The second news story I wanted to talk about today that I am super, super excited about is the fact that... Um, there's a pretty major AI breakthrough. So this was reported recently in Bloomberg, but essentially um, there is a artificial intelligence that shows a lot of promise for treating aggressive brain tumors. And so what it is, is um, essentially it's called the cryosection histopathology assessment and review machine that shows significant, it has a lot of promise in essentially assisting doctors in tr to treat this aggressive brain tumors. So its innovation is innovative method of identifying critical tumor characteristics has, I believe, the potential to really revolutionize the current surgical procedures and methods that we use today. And I would say that one of its key advantages is its ability to essentially predict a tumor's genetic profile almost instantly. Now, I will, you know, put a word of precaution. It's not as precise as current genetic testing, right? Um, and so the ability to uh, to have this be incredibly accurate is, you know, obviously going to be found in genetic testing, but the ability to expedite the whole process, which currently takes days or weeks, I think is really going to make a big difference for physicians to initiate appropriate treatments more quickly because um, this thing works instantaneously, you're right? This thing can look at scans of your brain, instantly tell you if there's a tumor based off of different profiles, what type of tumor, et cetera, et cetera. And of course, you're going to want to get the genetic testing. But if you had some serious issue and you could know a week or two weeks ahead of time and begin treatment um, two weeks early, I think it does make a very big difference. And so I think that's um, really, really cool. So the ability to essentially just provide quick genetic identification of glioma tumors, which is a severe type of brain tumor, I think is going to significantly improve patient outcomes and reduce the need for multiple surgeries. So the speed of the system coupled with its ability to 
Um, well, it's called Charm. So that's the system's name is Charm. So Charm's ability to distinguish between uh, malignant tumor cells and benign cells, as well as identifying a tumor's grade or aggressiveness, makes it potentially very, very transformative tool in the field of oncology. And I'd say the development was really underpinned by machine learning. Like this is where we have to give a lot of the um, a lot of the credit because essentially this thing was trained on images of samples collected during brain surgeries. And so the technology um, really innovated in a way that shows, you know, AI isn't just about creating efficiencies. It's about making a tangible, it makes these really tangible life-saving differences when you start integrating it into these. I think that the impact of this breakthrough is quite significant. The possibility of having nearly instantaneous results um, in determining the genetic profile of a brain tumor is, you know, already, that's already a game changer. Um, and potentially this, you know, potentially leading to rapid treatment decisions and improved patient outcomes is going to be amazing. So we're going to have to continue to watch how this uh, unfolds, how this continues to do, develop. But overall, this is something I'm really excited about with AI is, you know, the ability to uh, detect tumors, the ability to discover drugs. There's so many incredible use cases for AI. And so I'm really all about uh, listening and finding um, how this continues to impact healthcare and how this continues to help uh, benefit people's lives all around the world. Thank you for listening to today's podcast episode, breaking down how AI is impacting your industry. Today's episode is sponsored by AI Box, a no-code AI app builder and marketplace, which just launched a crowdfunding campaign. If you are interested in investing in a new AI startup, you can go to republic.com slash AI box. I'll leave a link in the show notes as well to learn more. The minimum investment is $150 and the maximum investment is $100,000. Until next time, have a fantastic day.